Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hi everyone, it's Patricia Warby, EmotionalMasterclass.com, Alchemy Therapies and My Emotional Audit. And today I wanted to talk about uh, trauma and loss, particularly, obviously, uh, the UK has just gone through a huge cultural loss with the death of Queen Elizabeth II. And whether you're a royalist or not, it's been quite a seismic shift, actually. If you think that uh, growing up in the UK, and certainly in my lifetime, the Queen was a, a given, she was always there in my mother's lifetime, even, and my mother lived till she was 88. It, she lived throughout my mother's lifetime as well. And so Queen Elizabeth is really all we knew as kind of head of state. Now, obviously, she doesn't make laws or she didn't. Um, you know, we still have a parliament, but she was sort of the head of everything. And she was a rock throughout many troubled times. The most recent I can think of was during the COVID pandemic when she did a, a broadcast to the nation. And she ended that with, we will meet again, which, you know, is paraphrasing an old wartime song of Vera Lynn's, but it's also giving a message of connection and hope. And I guess now that she's gone, it's a sense that there is continuity. And when we die, myself, all of us, we will be united with the people we have lost. And I think it's a timely reminder, actually, that grief, grief is a very physical thing. I mean, obviously, for those of us who didn't know her personally, the grief is more cultural, it's more an awareness of loss of uh, a sense of identity. But for those of us who have lost loved ones at this time, I want to reach out to you as well, because it's often difficult when large events overshadow the, the more personal ones. And I am coming up to the anniversary of 40 years of the death of my father, which I had only just remembered, actually, uh, that it was the anniversary for exactly 40 years. He died um, in October, I think it was October the 4th, or it, actually it might have been October the 2nd. Oops, I'm, I'm not entirely clear. I can't remember, but it was definitely around that time in 1982. So we're coming up to 40 years. Uh, I was 18. I was just at university for the first time, uh, the first in my family to go to university. It was a tremendous opportunity. It was incredibly exciting, but also absolutely terrifying. I had nobody in my family who'd been, nobody to ask what it was going to be like or to help me prepare. And culturally, I was adrift in a sea of kind of, well, I don't want to say privilege because that's not entirely true because this was the generation, my generation, where for the first time university was opened up to people who didn't have necessarily funds to pay for it. And it was actually uh, granted to you by the state. You would have a, um, a student income, uh, a grant. In fact, it wasn't a loan as, as they are now. And so I was one of the first generation of uh, children who could go just on merit alone. And that's what happened. But it didn't really prepare me for the massive change from going from being maybe in the top two or three in my school to being middling 
in, in a group of gifted students. And as I've said, culturally, it was very, very different. And I, I really struggled. Um, but of course, what began the struggle really was the loss of my father in the first week of term of my first year. And uh, hearing that news from my, my half-brother and my brother and my mum was so gut-wrenching and so shocking, I actually couldn't take it in at the time. And I, I can remember the dissociative feeling of going into the, the student kitchen, making cups of tea for them all as they'd just arrived to tell me. And, you know, that sort of dissociation has kind of lived with me throughout my adulthood as a way of coping with overwhelming events until I've dealt with it, which I have done more recently. So um, I, I think trauma and loss is a good time. It's a good time right now to recollect how that affects us so physically and it changes our behavior patterns in life. Um, and, you know, how people are feeling right now. Maybe you've had a loss in your life. Uh, I certainly am reminded of the way I felt 40 years ago, because obviously the, the weather is similar, uh, the time of year, the light, it's, it's all triggers to the unconscious mind. And so we end up maybe feeling sad. We feel um, maybe depressed for no reason. I've certainly found <clears throat> feeling very low mood. And then because I've had some uh, triggers in, in my family too, um, feeling quite anxious about uncertainty and, and things that have been happening. I've had um, some family illness as well. So there, there are all sorts of things going on right now that are hidden, they are unconscious, and really we need to acknowledge them bodily in order to heal them. And one of the things I've learned through my journey um, is how not to suppress your emotions and actually to allow yourself to feel and and to be soothed if you didn't learn to self-soothe then that could be an issue for you as it was for me self-soothing comes about from your experience of usually mothering and my mother herself was traumatized because of her experience growing up as a child and I'm just writing about that actually for a presentation that I'm doing uh, in the next couple of weeks on transgenerational trauma but not all trauma is yours sometimes it's your parents trauma and both my parents were traumatized so in my mother's case it was she had um she had a twin sister she was the second to be born my my grandmother was unaware that she was carrying twins this was the 1930s pre-scan days and so when my mother popped out as well uh my grandmother was really overwhelmed and didn't know how she was going to cope. So, so her mother took my mum in. So my mum grew up with her grandmother, not her mother. But uh, today we would look at this with shock and horror because to separate twins is considered unthinkable because of the strong bond that they have. Um, but in, in that time, an era, perhaps, you know, economics ruled the day really. And it was much more tricky for people to um, be sentimental, if you like, about keeping children together. And so my mother was brought up by her grandmother, which was, a, it was a good, you know, loving home. The difficulty came when she was reintroduced back to her mother and her sister, her twin sister, who by this time had got used to being the only girl and actually said to my mum, go home, we don't want you here. 
And I quote that because it's in the book, The Dementia Diaries, that I wrote. Um, and also it's in the follow-up book, Life Lessons, Advice from the Afterlife, where I actually connected with my mum after she died, very much against my uh, previous training, my scepticism. I actually uh, healed that wound of loss and guilt and grief because it was COVID time and I couldn't see my mum and she died without a visit from me. And we didn't see her actually in the last eight weeks of her life. And so um, I felt it was a timely experiment to connect with a friend of mine who does that. And I've talked about that <clears throat> in the interview that Jessica did with me. Jessica is the lady that channels, um, you know, people's consciousness. So I won't go over that here, but what What's really interesting is that my mother came through to kind of help me, guide me, and my father too. And so I offer um, perhaps some comfort to people who have lost their family members, to all those who are grieving the Queen. Um, the, the Queen, as a human being, has already prepared us. She, she produced a beautiful film in May this year with the BBC called unseen queen and it's actually a, a home movies spliced together with her commentary and I, I just watched it and it was absolutely amazing and she said she was a very wise lady actually she'd lived to 96 she deserved to uh, be be heard really she'd learned a lot in her lifetime that the three things that sustained her were faith um, family and friendship and when she was describing faith, she said it wasn't so much about religion because she appreciated not everybody had a, a religious faith, but it was about the belief in the spiritual and um, the importance of spiritual connection in the world and a belief in something greater than yourself. And I thought, well, if I was, you know, if I was near the end of life um, producing a film of my life, I would probably I would probably put the spiritual very high up also. Um, and family definitely has become far more important to me as I've grown older. I think in my early adulthood, I wanted to disconnect from family in order to find my own voice and my own authenticity. And I kind of rejected everything my mother had been and done and said, and I wasn't very kind to her really. And, you know, she found it very dismaying and, difficult I was quite a difficult person to be with but we endured and towards the end of her life we did heal a lot of that uh, as I came back into connection with my family that I think is just so amazing and important and um, I have I have quite a large family I don't have my own children but I have lots of nephews and nieces and the grand nephews and nieces now um, and, and they're a great great family and despite difficulties that some of us have had we actually have, we've, we've certainly come together in, in the last few years. I saw my, my half-brother recently, who's my dad's son, but not my mum's. And it was just wonderful to see him because as he ages, he reminds me more and more of my dad. And um, it just was a lovely connection. So folks, don't give up on connection. Don't give up on the things that matter because, you know, money is not one of the values that will endure. You can't take it with you, um, but love and connection does endure. And it's one of the most important things in life. So I just wanted to summarize that, my thoughts on life and loss and the meaning of. 
And just to update you with what's going on at Alchemy Therapies, we've got the uh, Thrive program starting next week, which is a three module uh, introductory course on the mind and body connection. And then the follow up to that is the emotional audit, which starts, uh, I think it's the 17th of October for uh, an eight week, eight module course, which is very much more in-depth and, and sort of live discussion forum as well and support throughout. So I'm hoping any of you listening, uh, if you're interested, I'll put the links below. Um, but take care of yourselves, be kind, be generous and be compassionate. Take care. Speak soon. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.